Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we're honored to hear from Pastor, Kyle Campus Ministry Director, and Young Adults Today co-founder, Micah Keneally, as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this leadership episode, they'll be discussing the importance of leading yourself and how to lead and encourage others, specifically young adults, in the season they are in. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of E to the Power of Three. I'm the Kelty Bloom, and I am joined with a very special guest. And when I tell you guys that we've already been chatting and chatting, we truly have been. And I'm like, well, we need to just press record. But I am here today with Micah Keneally, and we are here to talk all things youth and young adults and ministry, leadership, everything under the sun. So welcome, Micah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to be here and to be spending some time with you. We've mm-hmm. already warmed up, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, whether uh, we're sweating because it's warm in here <laughs> or because I'm winded and pregnant or just because it's an awesome summer day, whatever one it is. <laughs> right. I know. Our, we have to turn the air off because it's too loud. And so we're like, woof, okay. You're pregnant. I just was pregnant and still recovering with the heat sensitivity stuff, I swear. We're so. going to have some fun today. Right, right. Here we it. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really, really excited to talk about young adults. Well, here we go. I'm well, here we go. Well. Here we go. Well, why don't you introduce yourself? You are involved in everything under the sun, but who are you? What are you doing? What is your life like? Yeah, so we are in an amazing season. Uh, my husband and I, Josiah, we've been married for four years, coming the end of June. We have a daughter, Aurora, and another baby, Kay, on the way in about eight weeks. So we've just been adapting to, you know, coming out of COVID and how do mm. we raise a family that is not socially awkward, that is still being <laughs> respectful of everybody's, you know, position and, you know, wherever mm-hmm. they fit on the end of COVID and what they're coming out of personally. So mm-hmm. just navigating those waters as parents. Um, so it's a new season and then having another baby on the way, kind of yeah. gearing up for that. But my husband and I, we lead um, several different things that we're very passionate about. One of them is uh, Chi Alpha, and that is simply under the Assemblies of God. And what we do is we are actually on a local community college campus where we get to work with 18 to 30-year-olds, mm. kind of just navigating life, navigating their faith, navigating the purpose of why am I here, what am I doing, and is it really making a difference? Mm-hmm. So we just kind of get to come along alongside them and just get to answer some very challenging questions. And if we don't know the answers, we get to discover that together with them um, through mentorship and discipleship and through life, as long as they're, you know, willing to have us in their lives. So that's just an amazing calling. So we've been been doing that. Um, This is kind of wrapping up our, well, coming up on our fifth year of Chi Alpha. Mm -hmm. So that's been super fun. Another thing that we get to do is oversee the MNAOG Young Adults, which is the Minnesota District. Um, Mark Dean has asked Josiah probably five or six years ago to take that role as a young adult um, leader. So we kind of oversee the whole state of Minnesota. And what does that mean? How do we provide opportunities Mm. and resources and rallying points for young adults and their leaders? So if you're Mm. 18 to 30, those 12 years are pivotal. And we know we've seen that every decision that we make in those 12 years will affect you 40 years and beyond. Absolutely. So the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that kind of comes out. And when you don't have anybody to navigate that water with you, you essentially wind up and end up somewhere where you don't want to be. And you try to course correct, you know, 30, 35, really kind of going back to, oh, those decisions I made when I was in my late teens, 
early 20s or throughout my 20s. So aside from that, we're also authors and speakers, pastors, podcasters, and um, just love what God's doing. And just anything that we feel like he's blessed and called us to, we just want to put our hands to and just be a blessing to those around us. So those are some things that we get to do. Outside of that, we love to travel and we love to do something adventurous as much as we can. So if that's (laughs) going to the lake with a baby, that's going to the lake. But if that's, you know, traveling the country and just being able to speak and teach and preach, that's just a blessing from God too. So yeah, yeah. that's what we get to do uh, right now. So. so many amazing things. <laughs> so busy. And you guys truly are making such an impact. I saw that you guys just did that leadership, like the young adult retreat. Yeah. Wasn't it like the first time that's yes. been done up yep. in Lake Geneva? Lake Geneva, yeah. So we were at uh, the camp for maybe about two and a half days. Mm-hmm. So 18 to 30-year-olds came once again. Um, 40 denominations, or not 40 denominations, sorry, 40 churches were represented. I was represented. like, there that many denominations? 40, <laughs> there probably are, but 40 churches in the state of Minnesota were, rep- were represented. Wow. There were 26 salvations. There was one physical healing. Um, people received their prayer language for the first wow. time. They had an opportunity to understand the importance of navigating, like, how do you prayerfully, prophetically speak into Mm -hmm. someone's life or over them and ask permission to share what God's downloading to them for somebody else, kind of take it or leave it, you know? So yeah, we had about 230 young adults for the very first time. It was called uh, The Weekend. And we took that weekend and really just sought after what God was speaking to us. And it was breakthrough miracle power. Mm -hmm. And we did see a breakthrough miracle power in the hearts of many young adults and um, the testimonies that came out of that, we're still hearing them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I go to take our daughter to the chiropractor (laughs) because she needs to go, but our chiropractor's like, I've heard about this. Like, this is what I've heard. And he just kind of shares a testimony. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So through the grapevine, Mm -hmm. um, God is really just encouraging through other people's stories what Mm -hmm. took place, Mm -hmm. you know, in 48 hours, you know, so... That's, it was super I mean, fun. So amazing. And, you know, I'm curious. I just thought of this question. Yeah. The 18 to 30 is such a range. Mm-hmm. And there are so many, like, different things an 18-year-old is experiencing and a 29-year-old is experiencing. Yes. Do you feel like when you are working with these young adults that to the core of what's going on in their life, it's still the same? It, like, how are you ministering to so many different stages of life? Yeah. That's a great question. I think um, – so – to kind of put it into perspective, I was a personal trainer and fitness instructor. So when I taught a class, I would acknowledge, you know, the people attending the class. If it's a interval training class, I know that there are beginners. There's people in the mediocre and the moderate, mm-hmm. and then there's advanced. And I would kind of look at it as like, okay, here's your modification. I understand like maybe you're a baby Christian, you're 18 years old, mm-hmm. kind of just testing the waters outside of mom and dad, you know, to be able to speak to them. You kind of parallel yeah. that with the gym. But then you have the people who are like, hey, I'm 24, 25, trying to land my first job. Mm-hmm. I want to be married yesterday. Hello. <laughs> and then you have people who are 30, like, I'm too old to be here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm too advanced. Um, so just really being aware of the audience has been significant. But I think it really goes down to everybody has the same basic need and desire, and that's mm. to know God and to be known by Him, whether you're a believer or non-believer, and you truly can put words to that. Yeah. But that is the cry of every heart, is to be known and to be loved, and mm-hmm. to be known and loved by the Heavenly Father versus by the things the world offers. Yeah. So to be able to speak into those different st- ages and stages, um, we just kind of just 
really lean into the Holy Spirit of what what is he speaking here? What do they need to hear? What mm-hmm. breakthrough miracle power do they need to experience that only God can do? You know, we're here as leaders just creating an opportunity. We've prayed, we've fasted, we've we put our time and effort into this. But Holy Spirit, like you have to take over and you're going to penetrate their hearts. It's kind of yeah. like when you go to a sermon or you listen to a sermon and this sermon can be one topic and five different people like he spoke directly to me about yes, this yes. directly to me about that and they're completely different interpretations yeah. not that the message was different but it's a different season of life it's a different um stage of life and i don't know that's so that's kind that's of a just, great way to we just let it. god yeah. do what he wants to do um Granted, you have to navigate the waters, and maturity level, I think, is the biggest thing mm. that you probably notice. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I come across 23-year-olds, and I'm like, you're like a 23-year-old stuck in a 50-year-old yeah. body. Like, you're so <laughs> mature. And then the opposite is that, like, you're 30. Oh, my gosh, I thought you were, like, 18. So yeah. just navigating those waters, I think, is, is part of the fun and part of the uh, challenge in the process. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. But that is a great analogy and way to look at it. So let's go way back. Take okay. a step back out of here. What got you into ministry? I know that's a partnership with your husband, mm-hmm. and you're both in ministry together. So right. what got you interested in ministry and ministering to youth? And take us along that journey. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is to recognize that I'm a little over 30, and Josiah's uh, will be 30 this year. But with our years of life combined, we have over 20 years of ministry combined together. Oh, wow. Which is crazy to think about. Because yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, that, that kind of puts it into a weird perspective. But together, we have over 20 years of experience. And... I just remember growing up and first um, Christian family, like the first ones to be like true, truly serving God, trying to raise a Christ following family. And I remember graduating high school and recognizing like, wow, small town, 1200 people, K through 12, same building, same church. Um, what do I do from now, from here on out? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm not moving to a city. I'm going to school for business communication in North Dakota. Um, four years, I just started praying, and I was like, okay, I have one of two decisions. I can get into the party world, or I can get into the praise world, and mm-hmm. I can find some people who love Jesus, you know? And didn't find that, didn't discover what I had hoped for and what I was looking for. I went to a Catholic Christian Benedictine school, but there was nothing spiritually positive happening there, mm-hmm. faith-filled, faith-based, mm-hmm. faith um encouragement, I guess, more or less. So I started praying. It was my senior year. And one of my classmates who I was going to school with to business business with, he's like, Micah, you should come check out uh, my band and I are playing at The Element, which is the church that he was attending mm-hmm. at the time, which was Evangel in Bismarck, North Dakota. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Okay, I'll come check it out. So I went with Brian, checked it out, listened to him and his band. And we're in the youth building. And I was like, okay, Lord, like there's something different about this place. You know, I had been kind of turning towards the ways of the world because, you know, that's what was there that was yeah. convenient that's where I felt like people wanted you there you know like and that's kind of where our flesh naturally tends right, to orient us right. yeah. whether it's bad influence mm-hmm. or it's the bar scene or it's you know stupid decisions when it comes to you know relationships or it's not the right people speaking into the right areas with the right goal in mind so I remember getting plugged in there so I started attending I started serving and I went to the youth pastor and his name was Pastor Terry at the time and I was like hey Terry like I would love to get involved with the youth ministry if I can so I did and I served there but it didn't take long before I found myself on a Wednesday night worshiping for myself and not being available to the students Mm -hmm. and that opportunity to serve his vision soon became an obligation 
And I just felt like an attitude in my heart that was kind of creeping in and because it was a frustration more than that anything. Mm. It was a frustration to be like, where is there space for me mm-hmm. as a 21, 22, 23-year-old trying to navigate where do I go after I graduate? What does that look like? So I remember meeting with him. He's like, you need to start a young adult ministry. So I started praying into that. And needless to say, within a year and a half to two years, God provided, which were his old youth students that started going to the local community college that I worked at as a personal trainer. <laughs> and kind of our paths crossed. And like, hey, we want to start this young adult ministry. There's only 12 of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do I do? I felt old by that time because I was 23, <laughs> you know, which is true and false all at the same yeah. time, you know, when you're in that season. But recognizing, okay, these are the people that God's brought that I've been praying for. And that ministry soon grew from like 12 to 35 to 70 to 100. And at the time, the lead pastor saw that. He's like, okay, every Thursday night, these students are students or young adults are gathering. And we don't have a pastor to essentially oversee them to the capacity mm. that they need. So he hired on a pastor and within... One year from January to January went from 100 young adults every Thursday night to 200 every night. And by that time, I was um, on staff and started interning and just really felt like there was a calling on my life that God has said, Mike, I have a plan for you. And that happened when we were on a retreat that we took um, all the young adults on. And I've called you to ministry. I've Mm -hmm. called you to change the world. Um, You can either do one of two things. Use your past as a testimony to further my kingdom, or you can use it um, or not use it and allow the enemy to hold you by the throat and mm-hmm. essentially silence your voice for my mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I came to very, very, um, I don't know, what do you want to say? Distinct crossroads of mm-hmm. like live for God or live for the world. Mm-hmm. And I was shy. By, I was shy. I was introvert at that time, kind of just discovering who am I? Mm-hmm. What does God really want from me? You know, how do, yeah. I, how do I use my gifts? Oh, that's a spiritual gift. That's a what now? So just trying to uncover those things, but I never had those people in my life to call out the greatness, to call out, oh, that's a spiritual gift. That's a natural yeah. gift. Yeah. That's, um, I see this in you. I see leadership in you. And when you don't have those people, you just think that you're like everybody else, right? You don't see the special things about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when God really started stirring my heart for ministry. And it's like, Mike, you need to be the woman of God and you need to influence the young women that you never had speaking into your life to mm-hmm. call you out on your garbage, mm-hmm. you know? And not like in a rude way, but just no. be like, are you living for God or are you living for the world? Yeah. You know, and tell me what's your testimony. So that's when it really began in me like, okay, if these women are never going to be in my life and I'm not going to find the true mentorship or discipleship to the extreme, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I have an extreme personality or just like a I don't know, <laughs> intense personality. <laughs> it kind of intimidates others. Um, but I just found myself like praying. I was like, okay, I will become and I will pray to be the woman God's created me to be for the people, you know, who have maybe walked the same walk that yeah. I did or just need somebody to come alongside. Yeah. So that's when I said yes to the calling, um, probably about age 24, 25. Yeah which is a long story, but no, I love that backstory to realize that we are all called. It's just a matter of what does that calling look like or what does our response look like in the condition of our heart in that season? So, right. No, that's my favorite thing. I have that same mentality too, where it's like, if I'm going to be the first person to say, this is what I've done, like I'll go first so Mm -hmm. that you can feel completely accepted. And in the sense of like, I'm not alone. Like, if, if it takes that one person, it's like, sure, I'll put my yes. nitty gritty, I'll put it out there yes. for all of you to see to know that you're not alone. Yep. And I'm fine doing that. And I think 
I think 20 year olds really need that. Like this is the prime age of like, some of us have already made some significant mistakes and you're looking like you mentioned earlier into the future and it's, this is intimidating. Will I let my past continue to block me from moving forward? But to have somebody speaking into the lives is so important at that point. 100%. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned something that you know, you were being talked to about, okay, well, I'm 22, 22, 23. How could I even start this? Mm -hmm. You know, feeling really young. And that is a theme that I hear over and over again Mm -hmm. with people that are in their twenties. And I even experience it where I get excited about an opportunity and I'm like, oh, I'm too young for that. Nobody would trust me with that. But you look in the Bible and (laughs) the Lord loves to use younger people. I mean, Mary was a teenager when, you know, she got pregnant with Jesus. And so I just want to hear from you. What is your thoughts about that? What's your encouragement for people who are young, who are feeling held back because I'm not old enough? How could God use me for this? Right. That's a great question. I think it is... Definitely, we live in a society where everybody wants to make a difference and Mm -hmm. everybody does have something to say. One thing I will say right off the bat is something that God spoke to me. You're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach. Mm. And I think I've just held on to that because I can learn something from somebody younger than me Mm -hmm. and I can learn something something from somebody older than me. And I have something to offer both directions. We all do. It's just a matter of if we're going to take that. And if we look at even don't look down on, don't let them look down on you because you're young. And then we kind of lean into that verse, you know, in Timothy of just like, okay, really don't let them look down on me. Don't look, don't let them look down mm-hmm. on me. But in reality, we also have to consider the fact that there is also King Josiah. King Josiah is eight years old, eight years yeah. old, and he is reading the, you know, reading the word, and he is teaching and preaching, and he's tearing his clothes for the people, and he's mm-hmm. he has a heart for the kingdom that God has entrusted him with with an as an eight-year-old you know like that is just mind-blowing and you refer to even mary and the disciples they were all some form of teenagers at that time too so i would say in leadership if you do feel like you're called and you're called to ministry and you're called to make a difference which we all are it's just a matter of to what level and are we willing to bow our hearts to the king of kings and the lord of lord isn't it and is he going to be seated on the throne of our heart or is it going to be our pride Mm -hmm. or our ego or our social media or Mm -hmm. our tiktok i mean fill in the blank it can be anything that becomes an idol so i would just specifically just lean into the fact that you i would say you I, i would say i know that i would not be in a form of leadership if i wouldn't have served faithfully the vision of somebody else and come under their authority Mm -hmm. even when I didn't want to stack chairs as an intern even when I didn't want to scrub toilets even when I didn't want to I mean we can all grumble about something but it's like if you're not willing to be a servant leader I don't know if you're ever going to be in a form of leadership Mm. a servant leader will clean the feet and wash the feet of the people around them Mm, so I think so many times people like I want to be a leader I want to be a leader I want to be a pastor it's not about a power trip Mm. it's about the power of the Holy Spirit being used in and through you to serve those around not to serve you and to build God's kingdom not your own kingdom Mm. so I would just encourage anybody who's in that form where they just feel like I'm too young to do this well if you feel like you're too young number one I'd ask you I'd ask you and I'd ask myself, have I been able and willing to serve the vision of somebody else, even when it doesn't make sense? Hmm. And do I feel a release from God to, you know, move on to that next thing or to present an idea to the people that I'm under authority in? So if Mm -hmm. I'm a young adult, I was like, okay, there's no young adult ministry at my church. 
do I have the servant leadership heart to approach that pastor and say, hey, pastor, can I start a Bible study under your authority of the church so I have some form of a spiritual covering? Mm-hmm. And can we start something organically? Yeah. You know, so I think it has to do a lot with the condition of the heart. And it comes down to the question, do you want people to serve your vision or serve the vision God has given you? Yeah. And I think that is hard to navigate when we live in the world that we live in. And we see people who become sensations overnight. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. And that's where I like, are you seeking the approval and the calling of God, or are you seeking the approval of man? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of layered questions that you need to like ask yourself yeah. in that process of like, well, God said it. Well, yeah, in Thessalonians, it said if God said it, he will do it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. No. I mean, Jesus' ministry didn't initially like take off, take off until he was 30. You know, and we see all these people who have worked so hard in our day and age who are now having extreme breakthroughs at ages 50 and 60 yeah, of traveling the yeah. world. Well, they didn't have social media platforms to do that. So I would I would just really take whatever God spoke to you in prayer mm-hmm. and prayerfully consider and ask for him to open the doors. Don't try to build the doors or break down the doors yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all good. So good. And with that, mentoring. Mm-hmm. is huge. You yes. talked about that. You yes. have to be learning from somebody above you. Multi-generational mentoring is something that like, if you don't have a mentor, you should. And yes. what is the importance of having people that are one, two, or three steps ahead of you speaking into your life? I think that that is a, a realization not many people have until maybe further on in life mm-hmm. of like, well, I really wish I had somebody and I think sometimes people shy away from the word mentorship. Like if you would approach somebody and you're like, oh, I can't mentor you. I don't, I don't know what to do. It's really intimidating it word. Is. It really is. It <laughs> is. And I would say, first of all, you have to understand like what's the definition of discipleship and what's the definition of a mentorship. And discipleship, in my opinion, is doing literally life on life almost every single day where you're like come with me to the grocery store we're going to the gym together we're doing bible study together we're doing church together Mm -hmm. we're we're learning we're sharpening we are we're doing life in close proximity Mm. and then mentorship how i've approached it whether i ask somebody i see something in somebody for example there's a woman that i love who you know she just she lives in minneapolis and super in tune with the spirit, super in tune with what God's speaking, the word of God. And I, if I value something in somebody's character, I kind of lean into that. I'm like, I wonder, yeah. like, how did they get there? Who's spoken mm. to their life? Like, what do they listen to? What do they read? Like, from the Bible to other authors to, like, what does their devotion look like mm-hmm. to the Lord? What does their quiet time look like? So with mentorship, I have, I've personally, this is not everybody's approach, but I've personally chosen people that I admire that emulate some form of characteristic that Christ has or approach of maybe the way that I learn the best or whatever. And I give them permission to speak into that portion of my life. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, I'd meet with Karen. I'm like, hey, Karen, like, I really love the fact that one, you're in tune with the spirit you're a woman of prayer, you mm-hmm. fear God, but you walk in the authority and the mantle that he has mm-hmm. given you and the mandate that he has pressed on you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. So I would ask her questions such as, you know, and I, I, I give her permission. I go, Karen, I'm giving you permission to speak into this portion of my life. Mm-hmm. So specifically this, and it is how do you lead with your spouse and how do you lead in a strong, like how do you have a strong marriage when you're leading together and mm-hmm. doing life so 
close, you mm-hmm. know, and how do you separate that when you go home at the same time? Like something you just can't yeah. separate. Yeah. Um, so I really looked at mentorship with her in that regard, in addition to the spiritual growth, because I really wanted to learn more about like my spiritual gifts and the growing and more um, prophetic and hearing from the Lord, which I naturally have, but there's not many women who are, in my opinion, or my experience, who have been emulating that well or publicly and truthfully, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So mentoring for me, and then I, so she speaks in that portion of my life. I have somebody else who I'm like, they're phenomenal parents. She's a phenomenal woman of God. She's a pastor. She's leading. She has four kids, grown adults who are all serving Jesus mm. faithfully. I want her to speak into the mentoring portion of my life, which is parenting. Mm-hmm. How do I parent well? So I think to find those people 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ahead of you can really speak into my personal life. And granted, society has changed. The approach of many things, how we learn has changed. But when it comes down to the word of God and the truth of who God says he is and who yeah. he says we are, that remains the same. Right. So that's sort of how I would say mentoring, giving people a portion of what you want to learn to better yourself or your family or your ministry mm-hmm. is giving people permission to call you out and to call you up in those moments. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's important. And and with that comes um, the responsibility of having to, you know, admit like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Um, here's, you know, this portion of my life. Would you pray for me? So I find people that are God-fearing people, people of prayer, people that are uh, have wisdom and knowledge and insight mm-hmm. and discernment. I mean, I don't choose somebody like, well, this portion of their life's really fallen apart. I want them to speak into my life. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I found myself asking people for mentorship, and then, like two months later, like, I'm mentoring them. And I'm like, you're mm-hmm. 16. I'm mentoring you of how to raise your young adult, <laughs> which is fine, you know, like yeah. I'm happy to do that. But I'm like, that's not really my initial intention of this, but it, mm-hmm. it has become a great friendship. So yeah. we kind of just left the mentorship aside and like, you know what, we'll be great friends, mm-hmm. even though you're like 35 years older than me. And that's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. Well, and I like that you said that you can have a different mentor for different pieces of who you are and where you're at in different roles. Because I was thinking about that in my head too, like, what is it for me? And I do that too. Like yeah. I have different mentors in my life where, mm-hmm. you know, I went to someone to help speak into my ministry portion yeah. where it's right. like, okay, how do I launch a ministry successfully? Mm-hmm. Go to this person. Go to this person to talk about right. my other career and then family and marriage. And it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I never really even thought of it that way, that you find somebody who is going to be really strong in their faith in that yes. specific area. And you have to have a humble heart with mentoring. Yes. Because they'll point things out in you that you, you may not. You can't be easily offendable. And if you are... <laughs> You might feel a little bruised. <laughs> right. I, that was something really big for me. I was like, you can't be defensive. You just have to, like, learn. you got to think of it as you didn't fail in this area. It was a learning step. You right. know, I'm very big on that piece. So, But mentorship is absolutely so important because we're not always going to get it right. And there's right. always going to be people ahead of us. And yes. that is how you grow. Mm-hmm. You have to find those people that have taken those steps ahead of you that yep. can pour into you. Yep. For sure. So thinking about young people... And switching to more of this lens of leadership, what characteristics does a leader need to have for working with young people? Oh, man. (laughs) I think everybody's going to have a different answer for this, Mm -hmm. whether it was your specific upbringing, whether it's the vision of the ministry which you're leading and where you want to take it and what God's spoken to you, whether... 
I don't know. It can fill in the blank. It can go multiple ways. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I I love to see people that are dedicated. Mm-hmm. They're dedicated. They show up. They're on time. They're mm-hmm. dedicated not only to the vision, but they're dedicated to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to be lovingly corrected. They're willing to learn. They're willing to have the characteristics of Christ. Are they filled with joy, love, peace, patience, goodness, kindness? Like, mm-hmm. Are they truly on fire for what God is doing? And whether you're a leader or if you're serving somebody's vision under their leadership, you need to be a person who is a person of prayer, number one. Mm-hmm. Like, has God called you to do this? And do you have the grit to do it? If nobody's following you and God is still calling you to be faithful and move forward, are you still going to pioneer that soil when you're the only one picking rocks? Mm. And I think when we look back and there's nobody following us, we can get very discouraged as yeah. leaders. Yeah. And to know like maybe there's something in me that God's trying to work out before he's going to bless this. You know, yeah. like he'll bring the rain. It's just a matter of time. He'll bring the crop. He'll bring the seeds. But I truly believe like what you reap is what you sow mm-hmm. and how you have faithfully or maybe not so faithfully serve the vision of somebody else. Like I referred back to like you need to learn how to serve and be a servant before you can essentially lead, you know. Yeah. And so in that, like, are you willing? It's kind of like. Are you going to stand when everybody else is bowing? And are you willing to bow when everybody else is standing? Mm -hmm. And if you're a leader that can say yes to those questions and know that God has called you beyond a shadow of a doubt, like he's called me to young adult ministry, he's called me to this, I would just say like those are the people I want on my team, the ones that are going to get in the dirt, the ones that are gritty, the ones that are seeing the need and helping meet the need versus point out the problem and point the fingers. Yeah. And um, so I think you have to have, this is something our, our friends prayed over this when we transitioned out of the church setting and into uh, the college campus, campus mission kind of field and mentality. And I would just be, a, and I received this graciously because I was like, oh my gosh, that's a hard prayer to <laughs> pray and hear because you like, this is how I'm going to lead. This is what God's called me to. And now we're going to do it. And it was simply this. You need to have a thick skin and a soft, tender heart mm. for people and for what the Lord may point out to you and your leadership at the same mm-hmm. time. So what do I look for in leadership is like for people that lead young adults. Um, Brad Lewis would say this. He's a Chi Alpha pastor in North Dakota for 30 plus years. And I hope I get this right. It's a star leadership. Are they spirit led? Are they... ST. Oh my gosh, am I going to have a brain fart now? Pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnancy brain. <laughs> it, never, it rarely happens, but when it does. Uh. Oh, teachable. Yes. Teachable, available, and reliable. Hmm. Like, are they, there, are they those four things? And am, am I those four things? Am I truly being led by the Spirit? Am I willing to be taught and discipled above and below in ages? Am I available to the Holy Spirit? Am I available to the people that God's called me to and the 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 you know the strategies, the, everything that goes on behind the scenes in a ministry? And then am I reliable? Like am I a person of my word and do I have the true grit? Is my yes my yes and my no my no? Mm-hmm. And yeah, teamed up with a you know thick skin and a soft tender heart. 
it's God's, he's going to do the rest, right? Right, right. No, but you're so right. I mean, speaking as a young adult myself, we can see that in our leaders. I think of the leaders I see in my life, and I gravitate more towards the people who have that. Mm -hmm. Like, they have thick skin. They're going to say what's right and what's not. They're going to be honest. They're going to be real. But they have compassion. Right. And you do. You are, you are, like drawn to people that have that as a young adult because yeah. we're like we don't want to sugarcoat we don't want to hear the you know yep. fluffy fluffy tell yep. us the real stuff yep Absolutely. people what i've seen is authenticity is yes. the word that's kind of just underlining like i want authenticity like i want to i want the real i want the truth yes even if it's gonna hurt because nobody else is calling them out no one else is calling them up in love mm-hmm. and truth and that's one thing that god's really spoken to us about this generation i'm gonna call you out and up, but I'm going to mm-hmm. call you out in love and I'm going to call you up in truth. I mean, I'm going to take you back to the word of God mm. no matter what, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And you guys are not only pouring into um, students ver- verbally and conferences and speaking, but you have a lot of other resources you're working on. You have your book and your yeah. podcast. So I want to talk about that. Tell me all about your book. Okay. So the book as a couple, so Josiah and I teamed up with 11 other authors. So it's 13 of us in this most recent book that just came out in the beginning of 2021. And it's called uh, Reaching the Next. Mm -hmm. So it's literally reaching the next generation. We talk about 13 different topics or kind of topics slash approaches that have kind of been, you know, streamlining through all forms of young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about purity. We have some that talk about injustice. We have Josiah talking about some things. And these are people all throughout the nation. So all throughout the U.S. that are leading anything from like a couple hundred or maybe a couple dozen young adults weekly to people down in Texas who are leading things. And there's like three to 5,000 young adults mm-hmm. every week gathering yeah. for the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to team up with a lot of amazing people. You can find that book on our website at youngadults.today, which is also our podcast. So that's another resource Mm -hmm. where we love to just encourage people who are wanting to do one of three things. They're taking over a young adult ministry. They're wanting to strengthen a young adult ministry or they're starting a young adult ministry. Mm -hmm. So start, strengthen, or just um, take it to the next level. So just creating opportunities for them through that. There's blogs, there's the podcast, there's the book, there's the conference that we have Mm. um, for leaders specifically, if you're a young adult leader slash pastor that we have in March. And our next one is in 2022 in person, praise God. (laughs) And then um, in May, we have the whole state of Minnesota comes together for the weekend, which is young adults Mm -hmm. and their leaders um, ages 18 to 30 meeting at Lake Geneva in Alexandria, Minnesota. So those are some things we're working Mm -hmm. on. We're always working on uh, other writing opportunities Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. So we're currently, Josiah's working on his second book. I'm working on my second book Mm -hmm. and we've written some stuff together. So I love it. Your heart just absolutely radiates for young people and leaders, (laughs) too, and mixing that together. And how can we just be furthering God's kingdom? For sure, yeah. Everyone, please check out those resources. Do you want to say it again just one more time? And we'll link to those in the show notes as well. Perfect. Uh, But where people can find the book and the podcast. Yes, youngadults.today. That is the podcast. That's the website. And you can check out any other resources on there. Great. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel like our time just like <laughs> flew by. This was so good. I feel encouraged by things. I'm like, oh, I got to write that down later. That's really good to know. But thank you so much for taking the time to sit and chat with us. And I hope everyone goes out and buys the book, listen to the podcast. And if you're in that 18 to 30 year old range, check out the, the weekend when it comes next right. May. It'll be here sooner than we probably want it to be. <laughs> 
time is flying. That is for sure. So thank you again for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for this leadership episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Micah Keneally and McKelty Bloom on the importance of leading yourself and how to lead and encourage others. Find Young Adults resources and Micah's latest book, Reaching the Next, at youngadults.today. Also, check out mnbtg.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.